WBNE. Hello, and welcome to episode 35, all about of herbs and stewed rabbit. Rap, rabbit. <laughs> Chapter 4, book 4 of The Two Towers, being the 34th part of That's What I'm Talking About. <laughs> rabbit. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by Liana Gaffney of Nightgeist. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here today because I love Lord of the Rings. I'm excited to have you on. <laughs> Thank well, because I, yeah, listeners are probably like, what is this? podcast that has nothing to do with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Listeners, I should fill you in that I'm a big fan of like paranormal, true crime, like yes. um, legend stuff, What oh, it, like so all good. of that jazz. Yeah, it's all it's it's like my one of my favorite genres of just like fun things <laughs> about the internet. So that's where like that connection came from. If listeners are like, oh, for sure. <laughs> And I think I also sent you a meme of for Lord of the Rings, and I was, and then I realized, That's right. like, of course, she doesn't even know what the heck I'm talking about because, of course, you're going through the books chronologically, and I realized that my meme was well, probably it was lost a on you. It was a great <laughs> game. So what? Uh, she sent me listeners said question for the class Lord of the Rings is rated PG-13 and as such is allowed one F-bomb where would you put it and I just like that because it can be you can add it to like literally any line and it'll be extra hilarious Um, so like you shall not pass that is a perfect spot for it or like that would have been great I like, uh, I like, uh, fly you f-ing fools. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. See, you could make that too. It's just a fun game you make in general. That. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that should be like every week you should try to make a meme where you can put that yeah, in there. Just put it <laughs> in anywhere. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Liana, tell me about your, uh, history with Lord of the Rings. How did you get into this series? Uh, okay. So I have a kind of a weird history. I never actually read it as a kid. I started to try to read The Hobbit because my mom said, oh, it's a great book. And I started to read it and I was bored to tears. I tried rereading the same chapters, I think maybe five or six times, and I hated it. I was really, as a kid, I was into Stephen King and things that were not in, not appropriate for my age. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I'm, my best friend's dad was fiercely obsessed, and he had, I think over three or 400 different copies or different editions of The Hobbit. And he shamed me into trying to learn it or like trying to learn how to read it because he was like, it's very different and you're not educating yourself by doing this. And then the movies came out and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I, could just, I could just watch these movies and I love the movies. And then I was like, you know, if I love the movies, I'll probably love the books. So I went the lazy route and I listened to the audiobooks. That's not lazy kind of, at all, I don't think. Well, I mean, I say it's lazy because, well, I don't know. I feel like it's it's less difficult for me to get into if somebody's reading me a story. So No, that totally makes um, sense. Well, because the other thing is that everyone processes things differently. And not yeah. like not everyone is a is a visual 
learner. And so there are definitely a lot of people out there that I think are like, oh, well, I don't like reading books, but I bet if they listen to an audiobook, they would enjoy it a lot more. It's funny because I, I do love reading books, but I've discovered that certain books I'm like, I can't, I can't just sit here and read this. It's too slow or something. And now I can go back and comfortably read the books. Now that I know the story, I understand certain things. I understand the characters. And it's not so like, I don't what are these weird words that he's making up? I'm so irritated by them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and a lot of times also, the weird words that he uses aren't made up words at all. They're like just very archaic words that he decides to use for no reason Mm -hmm. at all other than to sound fancy and smart. Oh, man. But I do love them. So (laughs) I got really excited when I saw your podcast and I was like, okay. I'm I'm into this because I'm no longer afraid of Lord of the Rings. I actually really love it. And I love The Hobbit. I didn't love the movie The Hobbit. <laughs> I was going to say, I've heard very... movies. Yeah, I've heard very um, <sighs> mixed reviews, I'll say, about The Hobbit oh. movies. Yeah. Oh, so this, this was just like... It was funny to me when I messaged you and I was like, oh, by, like, by any chance, are you a Lord of the Rings fan? Obviously, you sent me this meme, so I'm assuming you are. And <laughs> you were like, you said, I actually just re-listened to the trilogy and The Hobbit, and I've nearly famous- finished The Silmarillion and have children of Huron <laughs> queued up next. So I was like, okay, so I guess, yes, th- indeed, you are a, a, a big Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> I am. I get really, I, I like to do crafty stuff and... I can't just listen to nothing and I get really distracted oh, if Netflix same. is on. So audiobooks are my jam. So I, it's like Lord of the Rings just puts me in this very calm, sort of happy, I get it. creative space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so a very important question for you. Which version of the okay. audiobook do you listen to? Oh, God. You know, I've got it on my phone right now. Totally forgotten how to use Audible, apparently. So it's the one on Audible. Yes, it's the one on Audible. Okay. I'm sorry. I believe yeah, that is cause... the one that's narrated by Rob Inglis. And that uh, sounds right. Yes. And this podcast is a big proponent <laughs> of the Phil Dragish narrated version. Oh, which is. Boy, okay. Well. He's a, he is a very, very good narrator, I will say. And okay. also. Well, then I'll have to try that too. <laughs> I'll send you I'll send you my links that I found for for Ooh. free. Yeah, audiobook oh, access. Thank so you. if I if this is what I go for jail, to jail for, then um I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see how that experience goes. Me being I feel in like jail you'd be the most badass person murderers. in prison. <laughs> like, what are, what are you in for? I uh, I downloaded some Lord of the Rings audiobook files. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, cool. I killed a man and then ate his toe." <laughs> It's a very specific body part. I like that. That seems like a good spot. (laughs) I mean, I guarantee that there is a murderer out there who has indeed eaten his victim's toe. There's a lot of weirdo murderers out there. We'll have to hunt that information down on for our podcast and see if we can find something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So this (laughs) chapter is chapter four, book four of Herbs and Stewed Rabbit. And when I was like one and a half pages into this and I was like, my prediction for this chapter is that the only thing that happens is that Sam is going to cook some food. And I was not pretty wrong. right. Like I, I wasn't like up until maybe I think the last five pages, four pages. That's that's all that happens. Yeah. Kind of. But yeah. yeah, so going back to the beginning where they have decided that they're going to go down this path that Gollum has suggested, kind of the the only plan that they have. And Sam, seems like poor planning. Yeah. I mean, but like, 
<laughs> I've been over this. What can you do? But I've been over this that I'm like, guys, you've only been travel like you've only had this destination in mind for several months. If you take into account like the time that Gandalf told Frodo and then when they were back in the Shire and then Frodo sat around mm-hmm. for like six months and Gandalf was like, are you going to leave bum. anytime soon? <laughs> yeah. And then he left and then it's like another couple months and then they're in Rivendell for some amount of time. And then when they get to Lothlorien, they stay in Lothlorien for some amount of time. Like it's been several, yep. there've been a lot of moments where they could have stopped and planned. I think mostly. <laughs> or could have gotten maps from Bilbo? I don't know. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's I'm sorry. There's just like there's just there's just a lot that I think could have been done. Mostly I'm looking at you, Gandalf. I think he should have Gandalf. He should have come up with the plan. Obviously he wasn't planning on him almost dying and then coming back to life and sure you know that wasn't part of the plan but like but still i feel like when he was in rivendell like the elves know where mordor is so they could have been like here little people take this map i know this is how you get there these are the places that you go don't go this way that place sucks this place is good yeah follow this river or whatever yeah and it also just comes down to yeah oh my god like that's honestly an (laughs) understatement but it it also just comes down to I think Gollum says it actually in the previous chapter where he's like, there's literally no good way to get into Mordor. Mordor is not meant mm-hmm. to to go into. Go to. Yeah. Like yeah. no one is going to Mordor. So no way to get into Mordor is going to be a good way. And that's yeah. kind of why they're just very reluctantly, but this is their only option following Gollum and listening yeah. to him. Right in the beginning, they mention... Or it mentions that Gollum is very hungry because he hasn't been eating anything because the lame boss is too, like, pure magic for him to eat. And it mentions... He hates bread. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it mentions that uh, a pale green light came into his eyes. And this is not the first time that it's mentioned that Gollum has this, like, Gatsby looking off into the distance at Daisy's dock light in his eye and creepy otherworldly stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, is this, I guess this is like Tolkien's way of signifying when Gollum is like really um, lust, greedy or lustful after something. Yeah. And at this point, it's food, which I can relate to. <laughs> oh, for sure. So they travel down south. And as they're moving away, kind of away from Mordor, well, sort of, this is what I was confused about. It's because if you look at the okay. map, they are literally still traveling, like, exactly right next to Mordor. They have not moved <laughs> away from Mordor. Toward are, it. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand why they're, like, they felt like the power of the eye wasn't <laughs> as strong and, and draining on them. And I'm like, but you're still right next to Mordor. So that doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever. Maybe Maybe Tolkien, like, when he was writing this... Imagined it was farther off than than I was it is. Say, on maybe the, map. the veil is thinner in certain spots, but yeah. it still sounds a little like what are you talking about? Bro? I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just like at any given time, it's just I'm just like I don't know where you are. You're just in a vague area near. You're just Mordor-ish. in a spot on the map somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> and they mention it mentions that as they keep moving like supposedly away from Mordor, they're going into lands that are more lush and haven't been mm-hmm. as touched by this dark magic. And it mentions that they yeah. are seeing Ling and Broom and Cornell and other shrubs they did not know. And I'm like, well, I didn't know any of those shrubs. And that's just, again, Tolkien pulling in, like, random landscape terminology. Yeah, I'm like, okay, bro, that botany stuff, I mean, I appreciate it, but I've never Uh, heard of those. Exactly, yes. I I lived in the woods, so I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, I'm just, like, trying to keep some of my plants alive, like... I don't know anything about this. My indoor plant keeps getting eaten by my cat. Oh, no. (laughs) It's not poisonous. Don't worry, anybody. She just is very annoying. Well, that's what um, when my family got our current dog, when he was a puppy, he would, for like a solid year, two years, he would just eat the plants. And like we would come downstairs and there would just be like rips and like of leaves everywhere. And we're like, why is this fun for you? I I know she does it because it just annoys me. I know that's the only reason. (laughs) She only eats it when it's almost time for food. It's a way to be like, I know what she's doing. This is what you get for not feeding me sooner. Exactly. (laughs) Evil human. (laughs) Feed me or else your plants will die. (laughs) Exactly. She's such a turd, but I love her. So, oh well. I mean, but yeah, yeah, this uh, land that they've moved into, I remember when I was reading or listening to it originally, I was I was like, oh, I didn't realize that they could be this close to Mordor and not have just trash land. So I was kind of impressed by the fact that this area was somehow still untouched or less bothered. Less touched. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And And it also mentions that as they're moving through this and... Sam and Frodo are more and more like, oh, like this is a sigh of relief. We can breathe this fresh air. We feel so yeah, fresh air. like we feel so mm-hmm. much better and lighter. Whereas Gollum is like, ugh, oh, this is awful. Kill me now. <laughs> and it just keeps meant like he just keeps saying how awful it is and he hates it. And it's always mentioning him like gagging and coughing, which is nasty. Well, it's very telling about his character. Yeah. Yeah, he's exactly. nasty. Exactly. It's very telling about his character, which I think can just be summed up with nasty. Yeah, he's gross in yeah. every way. Yeah. And the fact that he wants to eat raw food and Yeah, like which we see, yeah, we see later like, where he's like he's like why are you ruining this perfectly good raw rabbit by cooking it? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. why would you yuck, do yuck. that? <laughs> um <laughs> and so yes, as they're moving into this, there's like a solid I don't know, I would say a page and a half, maybe two pages of just Tolkien being like, and over here there was, we could see that spring had sprung and there were birds singing and over here are these kinds of beautiful trees and flowers and meadows. And I'm like, we get it. It's beautiful here. It's beautiful where it's very where dark flowery magic is description yeah. of yeah, <laughs> and it just goes it just goes on for a while. That's one of those situations where I kind of was like, I don't need to read deeply. I'm gonna skim, and then I would quickly skim and go. Nothing was said. Cool, thanks, guy. Moving so on. <laughs> uh, I also did that method, but I <laughs> I was like, I should really read this because this is 
this is like what the podcast is about. I was like, I'm the host of this podcast. It's one thing for me to tell my guests to be like, oh yeah, just like refresh your memory. What I like, I need to actually read this. But yeah, yeah it's sorry. it just gets so repetitive. Imagine that, like a, a thousand page <laughs> book is repetitive at times. Well, it becomes a bit of a slog when it's just a description of landscape. I yeah. remember when I was a kid and reading The Grapes of Wrath and the guy spent like four paragraphs describing dust and I wanted to scream because I was like, "This! I cannot believe I have to read this. I hate this. Or maybe it wasn't Grapes. I don't even remember what it was. That's, it was something. I mean, but that was, sounds accurate. Because oh, that's what, because Grapes of Wrath is about so mad. the dust, the dust bowl, right? Yep, I never actually it was read the grape. Yep. It, I, oh, it's, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. You'll be a better person for it. <laughs> Man, I just remember my like current, uh, like genre of jokes that I'm doing lately is like, I just went and saw Joker and there was not a single joke in that. That was awful. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> I just finished Grapes of Wrath, not a single grape. What the heck? <laughs> like those are kind of like dad jokes. I like it. <laughs> I tell awful <laughs> jokes. I tell. I mean, the name of this podcast is "That's What I'm Talking About." So I loved when I remember seeing your your name for the first time. I was like, you know what? I already like her humor because this is thank this you. Is my thank kind you. of humor. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of, of course. Um, also, I feel that reminds me, I feel like I, I should mention the disclaimer that I used to give like in a lot of the earlier episodes that I know it's like technically Tolkien and that's the correct way to say it. But I say Tolkien and and that's what that's what's happening. You know, that's OK, because it doesn't really I'm interchangeable and it's bad because it just it just happens. It depends yeah. on how lazy I'm feeling that day. Tolkien, Tolkien, it'll yeah. happen. Um. What happens in this chapter? Honestly, nothing. Um, <laughs> I was looking at my notes and I'm like, End what of happens podcast. next? <laughs> um, so they find this area in these woods. What's it called? The Ithilian. That's what it's called. Sure. Oh, yes. Okay. Unless I lost my spot too. So. Unless, it's pronounced, <laughs> so, unless it's pronounced in a different way. Mm, who cares? Oh, speaking of pronunciations, say, how do yes. you pronounce the name of Gimli's father. You mean son of Gloin? Yeah. So you say Gloin. I say Gloin. Okay. Gloin. Okay. That's just uh, I was like, it's well, like for a second, poll I paused I'm because taking. I was like, What's his I was name? sitting there and I was like, <laughs> what is his name? And then I was like, Gimli, son of Gloin. Gloin. So I was yeah, like, okay. wait so you a say second. Gloin. I don't know. <laughs> there has been, it's like a, a poll that I'm sort of half-heartedly doing but yeah anyway i know super random but i i feel like i need no, to no i love it ask my guests that. i appreciate it's, the, that. it's one of the questions that i need to work into the episodes so <laughs> which i really wish this i like awesome. had not started this but it's too late now no, so i think it's good. no turning back no turning back yeah so they are in this beautiful area they find a clean pond where they clean themselves because they've just been covered in the like muck and everything from the marsh mm -hmm. and they drink water yeah. and then Sam goes wandering around to see what he can find and mentions that like even though this feels really safe and it feels nice here we're still pretty close to danger and trouble because there are areas mm -hmm. that have been definitely touched by darkness and um oh look oh, at that sure. over there there's a very very casual pile of bones and skulls that have <laughs> been skulls burned. yeah it's like what is like this? ah no 
<laughs> yeah, he stumbled he stumbled on a ring still scorched by fire and in the midst of it he found a pile of charred and broken bones and skulls. And then he's like, "Well, I'm going to pretend I didn't see that." And he just like turns around and goes back to Frodo and Gollum and says nothing of it. <laughs> and is like, "Let's let's let's go nap for a bit." We well, all deserve I like a nap. that his reason <laughs> Yeah, I like that his reason for not even pointing it out is probably one to protect Frodo because he loves Frodo, but also because he's like, I don't want Gollum to go digging around in that because yeah. that's gross. That's nasty. He's gross. Yeah. He'll do that. <laughs> he would. He would. And then Sam, of course, is always thinking of food. So Sam had been giving earnest thought to food as they marched. And then he starts <laughs> thinking about, because he's thinking about He's always thinking about the lame bus and the rationing of the lame bus bread. And mm-hmm. he's like, we might need to save some for the journey home because we'll probably want. And I'm like, Sam, what did Frodo tell you? Don't think about what we're going to do after this, because there's a very good chance there is going to be no after this. <laughs> Sam is like, yeah. uh, he's like, hmm, well, what are we going to do on our journey home for food? And it's like, Sam, that's like literally the least of anyone's concerns right now is we just need to drop this horrible ring into a pit of fire yeah it's like we we will plan the menu for our journey home (laughs) once we have not died we'll just eat all of the orcs and it will be great yeah (laughs) yum (laughs) question mark yum um, just kidding. <laughs> They'd probably turn into Gollum. I know. Oh, oh, gross. Oh, gross. Yeah, it's like a, I don't know, like a, a zombie type situation if they ate like, I don't know, tainted meat. Also, that's a gross you phrase. You are what you eat. Tainted kind of thing. meat. Oh, tainted. Oh, I don't like that word. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of tainted meat. <laughs> <laughs> Sam tells Gollum to go and hunt and find them something to eat, preferably something that's not tainted meat, um, although Gollum would <laughs> love that. Um, oh, he would totally bring back dead human. You know it. Oh, yeah. He would yeah, he would, he would drag like an orc body and be like, I found something. <laughs> and Sam would be like, um, that's definitely not good. And Yeah. And Gollum said, he says, yes, perhaps. Yes. Smeagol always helps if they asks, if they asks nicely. Sam says, right, I does ask, and if that isn't nice enough, I begs. Wait, wait, wait. And if that isn't nice enough, I begs. And I'm like, okay, I guess you did ask. You didn't say please. I think a please nope. would have been would have been nice. And I also don't like that he kind of mocks Gollum. Oh, also, yeah. I should fill you in that um, I find Sam very annoying, and <laughs> he's not my favorite character. I wouldn't say he's my least favorite character, but I kind of find sure. him annoying. There are a lot of moments where I'm like, I'm not actively trying to dislike Sam, but there are some times where I'm like, Sam, just like you asked him to help. Don't mock him. He said he would help. Just just, right. just like let it go, dude. I know. I feel like his blatant mistrust of of Gollum mm-hmm. is just like, yeah, it's like poisoning him to just be a jerk. And I'm like, man, like kill him with kindness. Do what yeah, Frodo's exactly. doing. I mean, exactly. I mean, granted, yeah. Frodo is the master of the ring, blah, blah. But 
Like, if he's nicer to him, maybe Gollum won't be such a dick. I know, I yeah. Know. It's just, he's just being, like, so unnecessarily passive-aggressive. And I'm like, really? Bro, like, this is, you guys are going to be traveling <laughs> together for a long time. The last thing we need... And you're relying on him. ...is someone being... Yeah, the last thing we need is, like, your passive aggression. But... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So Gollum goes off and comes back with... Or Sam finds him, actually. He realizes that Gollum's been gone for a while. And so he goes off to find him... And Gollum is sitting there chowing down on just a raw rabbit. And (laughs) Sam is like, okay, that's fine, whatever. And he takes the extra rabbits that Gollum brought back. So he he starts like making a fire and boiling water and stuff. And Gollum Mm -hmm. realizes that he's about to cook the food. And Gollum is like, don't do that. Like, that's disgusting. (laughs) What? You're ruining the rabbit. That's awful. Don't do that. And... And Sam is like, okay, well, you choked on our lame bus bread. We are, we would choke on your raw rabbit. Oh, also, which he calls the rabbit a coney. And yeah, this is something I want to look up because I'm like, is this a, I don't know, like an old term that Tolkien finds endearing? Is it... (laughs) I have no idea. I'm glad you're looking this up because it was something I considered, but then I got distracted and forgot. So. I just want to know, like, <laughs> it just it's just always those moments where I'm like, we all know you're talking about a rabbit, so why can we not just, like, use the word Call rabbit? a rabbit. Okay, a European rabbit, maybe, is what, oh. is what I'm finding. Is that maybe it's a, I don't know. I'm always just like, can I have a, can I have the like language of origin, please? Oh yeah, for sure. The only thing that's coming up is Coney Island. There we go. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it just looks like it's kind of a old Britishy word for rabbit. All right. So that makes sense considering okay. Tolkien is an old Britishy man. Um, yes. <laughs> like how do I say Britishy? <laughs> like he's not 100% British. He's definitely a British man. Um <laughs> Yeah, so that's like part of Gollum's concern with him trying to make mm-hmm. this fire and boil the water is that he's going to cook the rabbits and that's going to ruin it. The other part is Gollum is like, don't start a fire because our enemies are going to find us that way. They're yep. going to follow the smoke and that's really dangerous when we're so close to enemy territory. And I'm like, I mean, he has a point there. This is this is accurate. He's not wrong. And also, I'm pretty <laughs> sure like this is ha- that's happened before, like maybe several times so far in this journey, where like they've lit a fire yep. and then like ring wraiths when show they were up, up on or, that. Yeah, yep. I was gonna say when they were up on that tower thing. Yep. Yeah, and Idiots. like yeah, exactly. And it's like okay, they always <laughs> let food be their downfall. And that yeah, that's really the that's the major underlying story here in Lord of the Rings. Food is your downfall. <laughs> Or Sam is your downfall. <laughs> and Sam is, he does not care. He is out of <laughs> to give. And he said, because he's like, yeah, uh, it will bring enemies. Yes, it will, Gollum said. And he says, but if it does, it does. I'm going to risk it anyhow. I'm going to stew these conies. So he's like, I don't care. I want food. <laughs> I do not care if like orcs come or Sauron comes. I'm hungry and I want food. I was going to say Sam is perpetually hangry. So he's yes. just... He's going to do what he wants. Description, perpetually hangry. <laughs> Same, just honestly. I was going to say I identify with Sam in that respect. So Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's talking with Gollum. Is like, well, 
if you're going to cook it, at least use some seasonings and herbs and stuff. And then Sam is like, great, can you go find us something? And Gollum is like, no, I don't want to do that. I hate plants. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Gollum, why would you Why would you suggest? Why would you say like, you should cook that with something and then, and then be like, no, that's disgusting. Like that was just annoying. Mm-mm. And then, so first I was excited because Sam is calling potatoes taters. And I just, oh yeah, I just love the word tater. I also think um, <laughs> I follow a lot of animal, my like local animal shelters on like social media and stuff. And like every Same. now and then they'll post a picture of like a cat or a dog, and their like shelter name is Tater Tot. And I just love that so Aww. much. <laughs> I just That's love so the name. Sweet. Tater I was gonna tot. say it's a great name for an animal. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then listeners, it happens. It's a moment. It does. Sam says, potatoes. And that's it. All I know, this is just one of those moments that everyone was very excited about or has some kind of reputation from the movies that I don't yet really understand or know about. So it's just kind of funny for me to encounter this and be like, ah, the the thing happened. I saw you post that online. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's there. I know which spot this is. And then I read the chapter again and I was like, oh, it's in the chapter that we're talking about. Yeah. Cool. Potatoes. And because uh, Gollum asks, uh, what are taters? And then he says, potatoes. And, and that's it. <laughs> It's kind of equivalent for like the Harry Potter fandom of reading in the book, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Dumbledore said calmly (laughs) and being like, oh, I know this is a thing that everyone in the Harry Potter fandom makes fun of. Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? And then like you watch the movie and you're like, oh yeah, I understand why. So I don't know. I guess I'm excited for the potatoes moment in Two Towers. (laughs) Yeah. So he makes a good meal, a happy meal. (laughs) <laughs> it's not McDonald's. <laughs> I don't know why it's a happy meal. Um, I was pretty, it was at this point that I was like, okay, so, so far my prediction for this chapter where the only thing that's going to happen is Sam making a meal. So far that prediction is correct. Yes. And he wakes up Frodo and they eat the food. Sam is like, Gollum, you can have some of this. We have some of this left over if you want it. And they don't hear or see anything from him. And so he's like, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, he's gone off and, and done his own thing. Okay, whatever. Also, I like how they just... We'll eat the, we'll eat the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> I like how every now and then they'll just be like, yeah, Gollum just disappeared. That's okay. I'm sure he'll show up sometime later. I would find that so jarring. I'd be like, you're our guide. You can't disappear. Yeah. I like this. Like, they're just not yeah. concerned at all. So I guess they're no. just always under the assumption that like because he's pledged his allegiance to the ring that he'll mm-hmm. always come back to them always but like back. he could yeah. easily like peace out and they would be like oops <laughs> <laughs> well Seriously. there goes our our way into mordor i guess we'll uh <laughs> just wait here until the dark lord takes over <laughs> Yeah, just, oh, well. Um, Before we continue on, there was this one part before Smeagol Gollum guy brought the food back. Sam, like, sits there and stares at Frodo while right. he's sleeping. Yeah, nice and, and not I remember, creepy at all. I know. <laughs> it's like, man, like, I know that you're pledged to him and you love him. Yes. And you're, like, staring at his, you know, sad face that is 
peaceful. Yeah, and yeah. Looking so older. yeah, Frodo, Frodo <laughs> is sleeping, and Sam is just staring there, and like he's looking at his face, and he's observing like how it's changed since they left the Shire, mm. and even though it's been like not even a full year yet since they left, that like even though it hasn't Maybe just been, about a year, but yeah, still. even though it hasn't been a long time, it looks like he's aged tremendously in this travel. Yeah, and um, while he's sleeping. He looks peaceful and all this stuff. And then Sam thinks to himself, I love him. He's like that. Or sometimes it shines through somehow, but I love him, whether or no. So I'm like, okay, um, all right, just staring at staring at your bud while he's sleeping, <laughs> thinking about how you love and him. And I think Gollum even catches him just kind of watching and he's like, I'll just leave him be while he's staring at Frodo. Oh, yeah, it says Gollum returned quietly and peered <laughs> over Sam's shoulder. Looking at Frodo, he shut his eyes and crawled away without a So, like, I'm just about, it's, like, just showing Sam standing there staring happily at Frodo. And then, like, just Gollum, <laughs> like, lurks up behind him and is like, what you looking at? And then that's when like, Sam is oh, like, don't interrupt. That's when Sam is like, can you go get us food? Also, like, go get your own food, Sam. He, like, right? orders Gollum to go hunt and then is, like, being mean about it. And I'm like, Sam, you could have gone and hunted that for yourself, but okay. Like my mom always said, you catch more bees with honey. Gotta yeah. be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so after they eat, Sam goes down by the water to wash the pans, I think. And he notices... Oh, and also I should mention that during while Frodo and Sam are eating, Frodo is like, you shouldn't have lit a fire because enemies are going to come. Oh, yeah. And then he's down washing the dishes. Uh, with a shock, he realized that this was the smoke <laughs> from his little cooking fire, which he had neglected to put out. <laughs> then he said, that won't do. Dummy. <laughs> Never thought it would show like that. And I'm like, literally, Gollum told you. Gollum was right. And Frodo <laughs> even told you. And so Frodo you could have put it out after eating. Exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> and also, when Gollum said, like, oh, the fire is going to bring enemies, Sam was like, well, don't worry. I'll keep it from smoking. I'll put it out once we're done cooking. And I'm like, Sam, you had one job, dude. Like, you had one job Seriously. and you didn't do it. Ah, what a dunce. I know. Oh, well. So <laughs> just such a hobbit. Oh, such a I hobbit. <laughs> and so then they, so he runs back over and he puts out the fire, but too late because they have been found. Frodo and Sam get their little, like, baby swords out basically it just always makes me <laughs> laugh whenever it's like Frodo and Sam took out their knives and I'm like that's gonna do absolutely nothing you are not gonna be able to inflict any kind of damage it's gonna say like a, an intense scrape I know right <laughs> it's like ouch you're gonna give him tetanus <laughs> right <laughs> Well, and like that's the joke about what Frodo's knife is called because it's called it's called Sting because the yeah. most it would do is be like, "Ouch, that stings!" Don't poke me. Like <laughs> exactly. So it just it just always makes me laugh whenever there it's like Sam and Frodo stood ready to attack, and I'm like, "That's cute. That's cute." <laughs> um. So the four men look around, like kind of stand there looking at them. They're like, "Hmm, they don't appear to be orcs." And then one one of them says. <laughs> Well, they could be elves, but elves are wondrous fair to look upon. Because he's saying you guys are ugly. It's like, yikes, (laughs) that's that's hurtful. And Sam says, meaning we're not, I take you, said Sam. So, and then Sam is like, uh, hello, we're standing right here. We can hear everything you're saying. Yeah. We understand you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we meet 
Faramir. And I'm like, Faramir, uh, yay. I know absolutely nothing about you, but I've heard people mention your name a lot. So I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Happy to learn more about you. I will you. have to say, I'm not going to ruin anything, but he's one of my favorites. At least okay, he's cool. one of my favorites in the movies. And actually the books. He's not so bad either. And Faramir is the captain of Gondor. And they're all traveling in this land because they have been fighting a war with the southerners Mm -hmm. they just kind of say like the south nice and like yeah obscure i don't know if they mentioned the name i'm trying to remember yeah the the southrons yeah (laughs) it's like okay just from Uh, the south just the southern general area is they're they're waging a war with these people frodo introduces them and says Gives like all of their official names and stuff and says that the reason we're here is because we set out with this whole group of people and wouldn't you believe it, a lot of crazy stuff has happened since then. (laughs) One of them died. We totally ditched some other people. And then he mentions that two of the men that they are with were Aragorn and Boromir. And all of the men are like, Boromir! And I'm assuming it it was at this point that I remembered, oh, Sam and Frodo don't know that Boromir is dead. Also, I'm assuming that these men don't know that Boromir is dead because I think they would be like, I don't believe so. Sadly, like his passing is so sad and Sam and Frodo would be like, what now? Yeah. (laughs) They'd be like, did you kill him? We're going to kill you now. Yeah. And I was like, Honestly, it's probably a good thing that they don't know Boromir's dead Mm -hmm. because this is kind of a a way for them to connect and prove that like, oh, if you were with Boromir, then we trust you because he's one of our guys or or something is what Mm -hmm. I'm assuming here. Frodo says that he brings up the riddle that Boromir had been Mm. searching the answer for that mentioned the halflings. And Frodo's like, surprise, we're the halflings that the... (laughs) This riddle. What do we look like? Half of your size. What could we possibly be other than halflings? Duh. It's like, remember (laughs) that that riddle that you guys have been really laboring over and thinking a lot about for years and years and years? Well, we're them. It's it's us. We're the halflings. (laughs) I have I have kind of like a perhaps stupid question, but how do all of these creatures like not creatures, but like the men, like how do they not know what hobbits are because i feel like as as a very obnoxious studier myself like i need to know everything and i know they have scouts that go around so why do they not know what hobbits are how do they not know how to identify them i think it's because the hobbits never leave the shire and so Mm -hmm. they have never seen hobbits out and about and so the only way that they have heard about them is through stories. And so they think that hobbits are just like creatures that don't exist or people that were on yeah. Earth a long time ago and aren't here anymore because they don't see them out and about. And so when they do True. see them... They're probably like stuff of legend to them. Yeah, and even Treebeard, the f***ing <laughs> oldest mm. int in the woods... <sighs> I love is like, I love them. LOL, who are you? And he's... <laughs> Like the oldest thing that there ever was besides Tom Bombadil, basically. Yeah. Oh, I love Tom Bombadil. (laughs) (laughs) And no, he's such a, I'm just like. He's crazy. 
Tolkien, how could, like, how dare you give us such a mythic legend and then do nothing else with him? I have, yeah, I have that same problem, man. But yeah, so it's my understanding that everyone in Middle Earth is like, oh, hobbits aren't real. It's just like, they're like unicorns where everyone knows what a quote unquote hobbit is or a halfling or like they've heard stories and tellings, but that no one's ever actually seen one. So they're like, oh, they don't exist. And then here they are. This is why in in the world of Middle Earth, I feel like I would have to be Aragorn when he was Strider, when he was a ranger, because I'd have to be a ranger because I'd need to know everything that's going on. Not so much in like a nosy way, but I'd be like, I want to know what all these creatures are. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of cool stuff out in this world. Like, let's go out and look at it. Why would I stay in this one spot? Maybe that other spot's better than my spot. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I want to go there. See... I would just want to stay in Lothlorien the whole time and just be like, no, I'm good here. Uh, I don't need to see any other parts of this world. This is this is a pretty good Lothlorien part. Lothlorien or maybe Rivendell. Yeah, Rivendell maybe Rivendell. Would be yeah. Good. Be like, um, no, I'm good here. I'm going to chill here. The this fun you have fun Actually, on your adventure. <laughs> I kind of like the Shire too, though, because the all they nice do is like eat and, and do farming stuff and occasionally have, what are they, how did he say his birthday? I always forget. Not 111th. I. It's like 111. Oh my. One and eleven C's birthday. Oh, what is it? One and 11 T. 111 T, maybe, is what it is. I don't remember. Oh, everyone God. who's listening is screaming like... at their headphones right now. Anyway, they have massive parties that I like. Yeah, they have fun parties. It's just nice and cozy. No one ever has to like so, yeah. worry about three places. Yeah. Yeah. Three places that would likely be better than my place of men that I'd end up growing up like Gondor or something. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. So Faramir explains that they are here fighting and then he says I was very confused about this. He's like, okay, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna leave my two guards with you to keep you safe. Yeah. And he's like, I'll be back. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, what? He just like literally, he like shows up for, it's like half, it's like one page total. And then he disappears and doesn't really say, he's like, oh, I'm going to go like explore the rest of the land or, oh, there's a battle going that I'm going to go meet them. He's just like, I'll be back. Here are my two guards. Have fun. Well, he does ask where their third was, their third companion is. Right. And then. Because they have seen, because they saw Gollum like mm-hmm. down by the river in a van down by the river the skulking creature yeah and they're like is he a half orc what's the deal there and <laughs> what's this disgusting thing that you're traveling with yeah we hate it <laughs> and let me see it because i feel like sam said something about like oh yeah he is nasty i hate him <laughs> No, it's just Frodo. Frodo says, he is only a chance companion met upon our road, and I am not answerable for him. If you come on, mm-hmm. if you come on him, spare him, bring him or send him to us. He is only a wretched gangrel creature, but I have him under my care for a while. Yeah. So they're like, I mean, it would be great if you could not kill him. If you find him, let us know. But he, yeah, he's the worst. We're aware of this situation. <laughs> he does his own thing sometimes and we hate it. Yeah. <laughs> we just kind of like let it happen because honestly, he's the only chance we have. <laughs> we have no yeah. other plan. This is it. <laughs> um, it's not a great plan, but it's yeah, our plan. It's like we're aware. <laughs> 
so yeah, Faramir disappears and then Frodo and Sam hang out with the two guards who have very like sidekicky kind of names Moblong and Damrod. <laughs> Just sound very, like, henchmen type names. Yeah, I feel like he didn't put a lot of thought into their names. Yeah. He was like, uh, Whatever. these guys. Yeah. And so they, this is where they learn what they're doing here. And they're saying that they are fighting. Mm-hmm. We come to ambush the men of Her- Herod, Harad. Sure. I'd say Harad. Harad, I don't okay. know. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know either. And Damrod says, I curse the Southrons. And that's all we know is that they're from the South and Herod, Herod. What really annoys me is when like Tolkien will, he'll name drop something and then I'll be like, um, okay, that was fun and all, but like, it's not on the map. So <laughs> why would you do that to me? Yeah. Oh, okay. So actually that being is it, is it said, actually on there? it's off the map. Like it's so far oh. south that it's not a part of the map. Got it. There's a road coming up from the bottom that says Harad Road. And then in the bottom, it says near Harad. And it's south of the like most southern mountain range of Mordor. Um, it. So it's okay. like, it's pretty far south. So I guess what's happening here is that these men are coming up to to support Sauron and fight for dark forces. There goes my What notes. would make you join up with him? I just don't get that. Like, I why think would you join up with that guy? He's a doucher. I think it's because it's like, you can live and fight with me or you can all die. And they're Don't like, want to be on the losing side. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the option where we don't. <laughs> die i'd like to very much live that would be that would be nice yeah that would be preferable i don't know i would just go be like where are the elves i'll go join them yeah (laughs) (laughs) except for the elves are like too cool for anyone to join them they're pretty douchey too like they barely even let legolas into lorien they're like uh, I, I mean, but you're not our kind, so we'll have to debate that. I'd be one. like, I'll be your servant. I'll serve you. That's fine. Just let me live here. Yeah, <laughs> in the trees. Yeah, <laughs> and do not like let me just live here in a state of denial until we all die yeah. from the hands of sorrow. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly. At least it'll be a really pretty place to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly, time. exactly. <laughs> um, sorry, my notebook fell. I don't know if you heard that crash. No, so That's what that was. So now I have to flip back to the page. Flip back to the page. Okay. Yeah. So they're talking about how yeah we're having this fight and battle and we're fighting them, and they're slowly working their way up towards here. They say a lot of nice things about Faramir, and he's great. His life is charmed or fate spares him for some other end. So I'm sure he's going to die at some point then just because they they make a, a point to mention to be like, yeah, he's really lucky. And like he never like he is put in a lot of dangerous situations, but so far he's doing pretty good. And I'm like, I think you just jinxed him. You just jinxed him. I was going to say, don't jinx him, guys. It's so mean. <laughs> and eventually their conversation kind of peters out. Then they hear a lot of banging and, and noise and all this stuff and and it's a battle and they are here, which I think is hilarious that like all of a sudden they're all there. Yeah. It's not like yeah. they could hear the distant sounds growing louder as the day passed. 
all of a sudden there's a huge battle here. Yeah, that's like the stuff in movies where, like in Cloverfield, where somehow the giant Cloverfield monster sneaks up on people. And I'm like, how does it sneak up on you? It weighs like a billion pounds and it just snuck up on you. That's what makes me that. so mad about The Walking Dead is when I don't <laughs> I don't watch it anymore. I don't think I've watched it. I don't, I don't even know what season they're on anymore. Good Lord. But like... I don't understand how they still exist. That's what <laughs> frustrated me so much whenever I would watch it because I would be like, literally, how did you not hear? Maybe, okay, I get, maybe that zombie wasn't grumbling and groaning and maybe he wasn't making any noises but like they're not stealthy creatures so you should have at least heard like leaves rustling and the like, shuffling feet exactly walk. yeah come like, on yeah and I especially like if you're in a group you think someone if someone has their back tur- turned to the woods you think the person who is like talking to the other person would be like oh hey i see some zombies in the background maybe we should move away let's let's keep going i i can't imagine ever becoming complacent in that world and yet somehow all of them become complacent with just like oh you know just the zombies yeah oh i didn't even see that zombie that was right next to me like come on yeah it's like you should have heard it coming you should have been a little bit more like you've made it this far into the zombie apocalypse you should be a little bit more aware (laughs) of your surroundings i would like to think well there's no like outside noises that could ever really distract them otherwise yeah it's not like or machinery and it's also not like you can be like Oh, that noise that I hear, it's probably just, you know, noise coming from the city or, you know, it's like you can't pass it off as anything else. It's like, no, that's definitely a zombie coming up behind me. Maybe we should move. For sure. (sighs) 100%. (laughs) So, yes, there's a huge battle and all of a sudden this... Uh, so it mentions that the Gondor men are in green and the Southerners, mm-hmm. the Southrons, are in red. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, one of them just come, one of the red soldiers comes, like, flying through the air and, like, almost lands on top of Sam and is very dead, I should mention. And he lands face down and um, he's wearing red. So we know this is the enemy or... Whoever mm-hmm. the Gondor is fighting. I'm also, also, sure. I should say, part of me is like, hmm, can we trust these people? Like, how do we know that they are fighting the right side of this battle? Yeah. You know, we have very little context and understanding. Maybe we should be a little bit wary and questioning of this situation, but kind of, you I just mean, just have because to... they know who Boromir is doesn't mean that they're necessarily I was going to say, good Boromir, guys. Boromir is also, like, not exactly a great kind person. Of a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not exactly the best, so... I would be a little bit hesitant to be like, oh, yeah, these are the good guys. These are the bad guys. It's probably it it might be a little more, you know, gray area than that. But anyway, yeah. So the enemy falls down and it says his brown hand still clutched the hilt of a broken sword. And I'm like, okay, cool, Tolkien. Nice, subtle racism there that the bad guy has brown skin. Nice. Thanks for that. Um, yeah. 
Because it also mentions when the four Gondor guys pop up, it mentions that they have like very fair, pale skin. And then this is also like the only mention we get of what the enemy looks like is he has a brown hand. It's like, why does that have to be mentioned? Why can't we just imagine what we want exactly. to imagine? Exactly. And I'm just like, <laughs> all right, Tolkien. Um, And then it's a, Sam is like, standing there and he's like whoa that's a dead body says this was sam's <laughs> first view of a battle of men against men and he did not like it much he was glad that he could not see the dead face and this is when i was like the boundary between like oh this is definitely a fantasy story set in middle earth and oh this mm-hmm. is tolkien writing about his traumatic war experiences because it says <laughs> oh, he no. wondered what the man's name was and where he came from, and if he was really evil of heart, or what lies or threats had led him on the long march from his home. So that's very, like, because when you get into the nitty-gritty of, like, soldiers fighting against other soldiers, they're both there serving their country because of whatever, you know, political leaders or or whoever told them, and there's also a good chance they were. Yeah, whoever forced them or whoever confused them into thinking that this is what they have to do. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he didn't want to. Exactly. Maybe he was forced into doing it. Exactly, yeah. And Now I'm just sad for this unknown guy. I know, right? I was like, (laughs) Tolkien, why? I was like, why would you make me, like, go into an existential crisis over, like, a very random dead body. But I mean, that's also, it's also just like, that's what the realities of war was like for Tolkien when he was fighting in World War mm-hmm. One. is him being probably multiple times being like, I wonder if that guy who just died right in front of me had a family or is he, he probably <sighs> isn't imagine. a bad person at all. And the only reason that I think he's a bad person is because someone told me he was and it's all mm-hmm. very tricky and it's just like, oh, that's that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. Thanks for putting that in my fantasy book, guy. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, listeners, this is when I was very confused, followed by okay. extremely angry for this next part. Uh-oh. So it mentions that there's a huge, like, monster-like thing giant whatever is moving Mm -hmm. through and is fighting and crushing people and like can't even be stopped it says big as a house much bigger than a house it looked to him a gray clad moving hill and then later it says it's his great legs like trees enormous sail like ears spread out long snout upraised like a huge serpent about to strike his small red eyes raging. His upturned horn-like tusks were bound with bands of gold and dripped with blood. And I was like, what the hell is this? What on earth? Yeah. And then Sam says, and Oliphant it was. And this is <laughs> yes. when I lost it because... So in the previous episode, the, for the previous chapter, I was very mm. angry because Tolkien just threw in a poem about an elephant for no reason at all. It was like, it was like Frodo and Sam and Gollum are standing there trying to be like, how are we going to get into Mordor? What are we going to do? Sam's like, we ne- we're going to need food to survive. Can we trust Gollum? And then for no reason at all, Sam is like, oh, do you see any Oliphants? And Gollum's like, what's an Oliphant? And then he gives this poem that like very clearly Tolkien in, at some point in his life had written a poem about elephants and then was like, how can I work this in 
to this book. And he was like, I know, I'm going to call them Oliphants. And they're going to be. And so I was like, I swear to God, if this has like no effect on the plot or the story or like these (laughs) Oliphants better show up at some point. (laughs) So then so then this like huge beast is being described. And I was like, what the hell is that? And then Sam is like, oh, it's an Oliphant. And I was like, well, me sideways. You're like, why an, wasn't this all just described before? I'm like, it's, I mean, like, not like it's an Oliphant. So now it's like, I don't know. It, I don't know. To me, it just uh, like, have you heard stories of when um, like casts for movies go on press tours and they play games with each other where they'll be like, try and use the phrase circus animal at some point in this interview. And they'll like give each other. It's like a game to be like. How, oh, to how see funny. if you can work in it to make it fun. You know, they put you on these press tours. You go like state to state and you go to colleges and you do junket days. And we were like, we need something to sort of keep our, our sparks flying a little, some exciting to do during the interviews. So we uh, turned it into a game where we would try and mention you as much as possible without anyone sort of knowing that's what we were doing. To me, okay. that's what the Oliphant elephant thing feels like is that someone was <laughs> like, hey, Tolkien, I bet you can't, I bet you can't working elephants into your story and he was like watch me oh yeah that actually makes a lot of sense because i always thought that was so odd it's just so random to me i forgot about the poem until you mentioned it because i remember when i was first listening to that i was like this is dumb it just feels out it just like (laughs) at the time that i was reading it i was like it feels so out of place obviously now non sequitur yeah i'm like obviously this is that was introduced so that when this happened Although at the same mm-hmm. time, I still don't think I needed the poem. I easily could have been like... It's not necessary. It could have, you know, I still would have been fine with Sam being like, oh, that was an Oliphant. I know what those are. The old gaffer used to tell me about those when I was little. Like, that would have been fine with me. Mm-hmm. But anyway. And it would have been very quick and done. Yeah. Also, like, I just know <laughs> that's... A, I know this is such a specific and weird thing to get, like, upset mm. over, but but there it is. <laughs> Hey, you like what you like, and you know that, yeah, and that's okay. So, so everything kind of passes by. Mablung says, Sam, oh, because Sam is like, wow, that was exhausting for me to just stand here and watch. It's time for us to sleep. I've eaten. I've watched a show. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> and Mablung says, okay, go to sleep. The captain will be back soon. And Sam is like, oh, okay, like, no need to wake us up or anything. You guys are like, free, you know, go whenever. And <laughs> Mablung is like, oh, you silly hobbit. There's no way you guys are going to survive out here. We're taking us with you. Ah, <laughs> oh, silly hobbits. Yeah. They are so... I do not think the captain will leave you here, Master Samwise, but you shall see. So obviously Faramir is like, I can't leave these children out on their own in no. the in the wilds where there's a war. They're clearly very silly to everybody else that comes across them yeah (laughs) they're like you guys are you're joking right you're really planning on walking your way the whole way there and you have these little tiny knives and you're cooking fires everywhere yeah it's like you're not gonna gonna die very far (laughs) yeah it's like oh oh you guys are gonna die so quickly So that brings us to the end of that chapter. Uh, what are your, do you have any, I don't know, thoughts or anything that you didn't get to share? Gosh, not really. I mean, this was just such a, it was funny when you told me which one it was. And I was like, I was reading through it and I was like, this is a, this is kind of a nothing chapter. Yeah, not, I mean, that, it had not some that much stuff. Happens. I mean, we get introduced to Faramir and, you know, we get to see Sam being kind of a dick. 
to yeah. Gollum again. Like he always <laughs> is. Exactly. Um, and I have to be honest, truthfully, this this is probably like blaspheming here, but most of the story, I get more excited when they're talking about the other characters. Oh, I that's sadly 100% don't me. give. I don't give a rip about what happens to Frodo and Sam and Gollum. I'm like, could the three of you just f off? That's really exactly care. me. So when I when I was ending Fellowship of the Ring, my guest was like, "Oh well, the next half of Two Towers." is all about Aragorn, Legolas, and Gil. And I was like, that sounds amazing. And then she was like, yeah. And then the next, and then the last half is about Frodo and Sam. And I was like, that doesn't sound fun at all. And then I was like, reading the first part and I was like, this is great. This is so fun. We have Treebeard. We have Gandalf is so back. Good. Gimli and Legolas are best buds. Like, it's all good. It's all great and amazing. And so starting this part of the book, I was like, really dreading i was like i don't want to do this part i don't like (laughs) sam at all frodo is meh to me he's so meh yeah i'm like i don't care a lot i'm like i really just want (laughs) to hear about gandalf and legolas and aragorn yeah yeah so so much more i'm with you they're way more dynamic characters because just okay sam is hangry he hates Gollum, and he loves frodo frodo is sad over bilbo and his having to leave the shire and dealing with the ring and he doesn't know what to do with Gollum. and Gollum is just obsessed with the ring and that is their entire dynamic i know all the way yeah and you're um, like oh, okay yeah <laughs> It's like, oh, so, so, okay, so the first chapter for this part of the book starts off with Frodo and Sam, and they're trying to, like, find their way off this mountain. The first okay. half of that entire chapter is literally just them <laughs> climbing down a cliff, like, trying to f- work their way down the side of a cliff. I was like, are you yeah. serious? Are you serious? <laughs> You're like, I could have done one episode for five chapters. Yeah. So <laughs> them climbing. Oh, gosh. I was like, y'all are just, you're just climbing down a mountain is all that happens. Okay, fine. You're like, go back to the rest of the fellowship. <laughs> yeah. And like every now Please. and then it'll have mentions of like, if Aragorn had been there, he would have advised them which way to go. And if Gandalf had been there, he would have told them the history of that land and like all this other stuff. And I'm like, "Ah, but they're not here. So that's... (laughs) You're like, thanks for the tease. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, um, is there anything you would like to share with our audience? Where can people find you on the internet? Well, again, we're... I'm Liana from the Nightgeist podcast. You can find us on our website at nightgeistpod. That's N-I-G-H-T g-e-i-s-t think like poltergeist um and again we're a paranormal comedy podcast most of the time we're drinking and it's a lot of tangents if you couldn't tell from what happened today (laughs) (laughs) we're kind of tangenty but uh, we like to talk about all kinds of random spooky stuff non-spooky stuff we like conspiracy theories true crime yeah that's me and my friend erica and we're also on instagram 
Twitter, you name it. Just search for Nightgeist. We're everywhere, or at least we try to be. We're trying to be. <laughs> yeah. And then um, is there a piece of media that you would recommend to people who enjoy Lord of the Rings? Okay. Forgive me. I'm looking at my Audible library because there's a couple of things. I'm I'm, a, I'm such an audiobook nerd. <laughs> I can't help it. There's this one series. It's called The Chronicles of Luminea. I Ooh. love it i love it it was told i don't i'm pretty sure i know what you're talking about about but it's it's fantasy it's 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 definitely like a sauna it's like a saga so i just i love it also one of my good friends her name is liz reader she is an author and she actually has a series called uh 51 the series and it's it's like sci-fi and it involves like cryptids and stuff and I love I love everything that's like all about Bigfoot and other monsters. Oh so. my god, Bigfoot! Uh, He's out I, there. <laughs> oh my god, he is out there. I'm convinced, and I'm like I told you, I'm scared of the woods already. Like I don't like the dark, and I'm really scared of the woods, even though I'm lived in the woods. But ever since doing more research and talking with friends about, um, like I have a friend that's a park ranger, and he was like, "Oh yeah, all of our missing person stories legitimately involve <gasps> stories about Bigfoot," and I'm like, "Oh my god, oh no, god, oh god." Nope. Oh, <laughs> so I get really freaked out, but I'm still going to go hunt- hunting for him. Not like hunting, hunting, but, you know, researching. Yeah, yeah. research then... hunting from the safety of your home that has four walls and a locked door. And <laughs> Yeah, I like my computer. It's very safe here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about as a proud member of WBNE. You can learn more about that by going to WBNE.org. And you can check out shows such as Bacon and Eggs, which you will learn about right now. And this time, uh, I have an actual promo for them because the last time I didn't think they had one and they did and I couldn't find it. It's fine. Here it is now. Howdy, Yokes. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And we host Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. It's the most roll your eyes, I've seen it before concept for a show. But with new hosts, I promise. Each week, we sit down together and watch a beloved movie. We start by looking at some critical and concrete points and let our conversation flow from there. We've covered all sorts of movies, from Jaws to Little Women. From the Lego Movie to the Lego Movie 2. From Marvel to Star Wars. From Back to the Future to Back to the Future Part 2. And tangents from our frustrations with fast food. To discussing our fear of the Mighty Loon. So if you want a podcast that makes you laugh, download Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. With new episodes available every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts, and now on WBNE.org. Ghostbusters 2! I, I, my my hope and dream was that you would say that. The cover is by Graphite, aka Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Tolkien About Pod. And also join the Facebook group where we share fun memes. I just shared this video, actually, of... Of it's like some dude dressed up as Gandalf at like some uh-huh. kind of a Coachella, I don't like festival. <laughs> and he has these like, it almost looks like a bunch of yo-yo like light up. He has something on like strings that he's like waving around. And he's I hate that I know what they're called. Hard. They're called poi balls. <laughs> <laughs> he's having a good time. So you can find quality content like that on our Facebook group. You can also support the podcast on Patreon and become a patron. This week's episode is sponsored by Danny Wilcox. Thank you, Danny. You are a wonderful supporter of the pod, have been for a while now, always liking and retweeting stuff and replying to stuff. So I appreciate that a lot. Uh, and this week's quote unquote discussion question is, 
If you only had to, if you were like Frodo and Sam and you've been eating this one like bread for weeks and weeks and you finally got a chance to make an actual meal, what would you want that meal to be? So tell me your answers on Twitter, Discord, wherever you're conversing with people. And then I want to share some answers from a previous discussion question of how would you get into Mordor? Meredith Miller and Renee DeSoet gave me a very wonderful, a very Potter musical answer of... And don't suggest a giant slide or a trampoline, because we've already tried those. Uh, Jason Hilton suggested classic Monty Python. You build a wooden rabbit and you bring it to the door. And then once you are inside, you leap out of the rabbit, except for, oops, you forgot to get in the rabbit. Which is 100% what Sam and Frodo would do. They would 100% be like, we built a rabbit. We're going to Trojan horse this thing. And they forget to get in. And then Hudson in our Discord server just said a jump rope. And I was like, a jump rope? Okay. Hmm. So is the is the rope a mat? And he was like, yeah, it's obviously a magical elf rope from Lorien. And I was like, okay, makes sense. Yeah, there we go. So. Okay. And so those are just some answers. Keep sending me or, and conversing with the discussion question on various social media platforms and i might share your answer uh online so or online in this space what is this a podcast i was like (laughs) what am i doing now good lord so all that being said liana is there any final parting words that you'd like to share with the audience i would get into mordor by not going to mordor and that's what i'm talking about (laughs) 